everyone, welcome back to Life is Love School. Today's topic is three signs you might have the fearful avoidant attachment style. I get this question a lot from people who are confused by their attachment style because they look at anxious attachment style, they look at avoidant attachment style, and they feel like they have a little bit of both. If this is the case, you may have the fearful avoidant attachment style. If you're new to this channel, make sure you like and subscribe so you get notification of upcoming episodes. Now, why would somebody get the fearful avoidant attachment style? As I mentioned in other attachment style videos, attachment style's blueprint usually originates from your childhood. So the fearful avoidant attachment style in particular often comes from a abuse or trauma background. And the most common scenario is you have a parent who is not dependable. Perhaps when you reached out to them for love and support, instead of giving you love and support, they gave you ridicule, demeaning responses, they ignored you, or in worst cases, they abused you and traumatized you. So if you grew up in that kind of childhood environment and that becomes your blueprint, then when you're in an adult relationship, you might also both really, really want to get close to somebody at the same time, be very afraid because that's the response you got when you were a child. So I want you to be extra compassionate towards yourself if this is the kind of background that you have. And today when you approach adult relationships, you both want it and you also don't want it. So it's a no-win situation and tends to be very painful, not just for yourself, but also for your partner. So it's great that you recognize you may have the fearful avoidant attachment style because once you are aware, that gives you a chance to heal. So what are the three signs? Sign number one is you pride yourself in having extreme independence. Note that I used the word extreme. Being independent generally is a good thing, right? You're an adult. You should be able to take, yourself, take care of yourself financially, physically, emotionally, etc. However, a healthy relationship is interdependent. It means that you feel comfortable sharing how you feel, what your needs are, and believing that your partner is there for you should you need them. However, if you have the fearful avoidant attachment style, you were the child who jumped from the tree and expecting your parents to catch you and they, they dropped you. So it's not unreasonable then to think that you would be somebody who's extremely independent. And some of the most extreme fearful avoidance would avoid having committed relationships or maybe not even relationships at all because that is a cure-all solution for being hurt, right? Just don't get emotionally entangled with anybody. Sign number two is you can't communicate in relationships. What you would do is either of two things. You either don't communicate at all because you feel like if you do communicate, it's going to be met with rejection or ridicule or worse off, they'll use it to hurt you. So you just don't communicate, you don't communicate, you pretend that everything is going fine until finally the pressure builds up so much and it just combusts, right? It bursts out in flames and your partner suddenly gets it and it's really scary to them because they saw no signs until now and they're like, whoa, everything was fine. What happened? All of a sudden, it's completely unexpected to them. So you basically all of a sudden surprise them with your massive anger. The second way is that you shut off because your fundamental belief is they don't care. They don't care about meeting your needs. They don't care about you. So why even communicate? 
So you just make an assumption that they're deliberately there to hurt you. It may or may not be true because you didn't communicate, you didn't verify, you didn't talk to them. You just assume that they have bad intentions, they were there to hurt you, and this person is not going to want to change, they're not going to care about you, so why even talk about it? So you just shut off completely. So this is the inability to communicate in relationships. Obviously, it's not going to be conducive to having a good relationship because relationship requires constant communication. The other person is not like you. They don't know you. They can't mind read you. But when you don't communicate, it's impossible to have healthy relationships. Sign number three is in relationships, you send mixed signals. So you're constantly being either hot or cold or push and pull. So when your partner isn't showing you enough attention, you get scared. So your anxious side start to come out. You start to activate and you want to do all these protest behaviors, try to get their attention. You want to pull them closer. But when they do come closer, then you start feeling suffocated and you want to push them away. Because when they come closer and you feel that they're getting too close to you, what if you become more dependent on them? It scares you because your childhood experience of being dependent on your caretaker has been really bad, right? So now you are afraid of anybody trying to get too close to you because you're afraid of letting your guard down. So you oscillate. And sometimes when things are going really good, that's when you pull out the self-sabotage and you do things that might even irrevocably harm your relationship. So it can never be patched up again. So those are some of the extreme cases. So obviously, if you have the fearful avoidant attachment style, you're suffering and likely your partner is also suffering. So what do you do about it? The most important thing that you have to do is to recognize when you're being triggered. If you don't recognize that you're being triggered, you're just going to act like a robot. You know, somebody presses a button here and you just give them the response there and nothing ever changes because you always behave the same way to the same stimulus. However, if you become aware, so at the moment where you feel like your partner said or did something that pisses you off, instead of shutting down or not communicating and then blowing up, you can choose to see things as they are, as in this is what my partner did. Instead of making assumptions about their bad intentions, actually have a com communication with them. Let them know that what they did and this is how, what you think is going on and that your feelings are being hurt and ask them, you know, is this true? Like, why did you do this? I want to understand and come from a point of understanding. You're seeking to understand instead of, you know, pushing your opinion down because you are not that person. You may see them behaving in a certain way, but your guesses is likely to be wrong and oftentimes could be wrong. So I want you to open up that possibility that your interpretation of their actions is not correct. And because you grew up in an environment where things tend to be very negative, so your parents harmed you, what can be more negative than that? It is totally understandable that you might have a more negative skew towards things and you might interpret behaviors of your partner that may not be uh, convey any malice to mean that it is malice. So I want you to open up your mind to see other possibilities. Now, number two is be extra compassionate towards yourself. You are the way you are because of your childhood, right? That is not your fault. You were born into the family you were born into, to the parents that you were born into. However, now that you are aware of what's going on, you do have a choice. And that is a true blessing. 
So now instead of turning left all the time, you can choose to turn right. And what I ask you to do is to be 10% braver. So even if you're afraid, choose to communicate, choose to share. And I'm not asking you to just open kimono and all of a sudden just dump everything that you feel towards your partner. If they haven't earned your trust, you don't need to trust them 100% either. But if they have been consistent and trusting and honest, then you try to open up a little bit too and tell them a little bit more about yourself, tell them more about how you feel and what you need from them and see if they reciprocate, see if they try to meet that need. If they do, then that's a strong signal that maybe this is a person that you could rely on. And next time, open 10% more. Do it a little bit at a time. I hope you find this content helpful. I also love to work more directly with you. I run a women-only coaching group called Tribe. So there's more information in the description. I hope you'll choose to join me. It's a monthly program. You can join anytime. Most people stay for a very long time, which is great. I really enjoy that because life constantly throws you new challenges. And wouldn't it be awesome if you have a group of people that are wise and you know having direct support from me to work on your specific situation and that we can all brainstorm together and help you make good decisions. So I hope you'll look into that program. And as always, I read every single comment. So do comment. Let me know if these signs resonate or if I missed anything, right? I always want to hear if there are other ideas as well, because it does stimulate me to create more content that could be helpful to you. So until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week.